and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. In the Church of Jesus Christ, there are certain essentials, non-negotiables. We started this podcast series talking about the importance of these things, and we began by looking at Acts chapter 2, verse 42. And, and the reason we did that is that on the day of Pentecost, the church is just getting a good start. 3,000 people came to know the Lord Jesus Christ on that day, and uh, after that, um, they were baptized, and, and they started doing church together, doing life together. Verse 42 of chapter 2 in Acts says, they were continually devoting themselves. Very strong language there, intensive language. They were really super committed to these four things, the apostles' teaching, to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. And we're looking at these four essentials, things that have to be in place for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ. We can't leave them out. On the previous podcast, we talked about the first one, and that is the Word of God. The Apostles' Doctrine was the Word of God orally at first, given to them divinely, and then written down in what is today the divinely inspired New Testament. And so, all of God's Word, old and new, is absolutely essential for the Church of Jesus Christ, and I would refer you back to Podcast 225 to listen to that if you missed it. But then, we are talking about the second word here. They were devoted to fellowship. Now, fellowship is a popular word that is used in church circles you know, often. Uh, it uh, can be found in the name of churches, and uh, sometimes when you refer to a church, you refer to a fellowship of believers. It can, it can refer to the socializing we do, you know. Uh, after church, uh, in places, coffee and donuts are popular, right? When we talk about fellowshipping, and hey, there's nothing wrong with that, and I'm not putting that down at all. All of that is good, But we cannot miss the core definition and intent of the word, fellowship. It is so very important, and it is more than what I just mentioned. Fellowship is a word that is translated out of the original Greek text, the text in which the scriptures were written, the New Testament scriptures. It's translated from a word uh, that you've probably heard before, koinonia. Koinonia literally means sharing in common. It comes from the root word koinos. Koinos means common. Sharing in common. What do we have together in common? How do we share in common? And I would just say right off the bat, right here in Acts chapter 2, there is an excellent example of that happening uh, in the church, the early church of Jesus Christ. Acts chapter 2 verse 44 says, And all those who believed were together and had all things in common. There's that word, koinos. And they began selling their property and possessions and were sharing them with all as anyone might have need, day by day continuing with one mind in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. They were taking their meals together with gladness and sincerity of heart. There is a great example of true fellowship. What was going on there? Uh, there, there were people that were in need uh, for whatever reason. Eventually, it was because of persecution. 
and and uh, they they sold off their possessions. Now this was not some kind of a commune, uh, and it was not some kind of a communistic form of life, but rather this was a godly form of life. Selling off their possessions, um, I, I don't believe that it was that everybody sold everything they had and moved in together, but rather uh, they sold off things that they owned and took the money and put it in a common fund in order to take care of the needs of others. That's one form of true fellowship, of sharing in common, of taking um, our um, uh, extras or even sacrificing to help someone else in need and this and this is at a, a financial and physical level but it goes even deeper than that and they were together and they were with one mind and they were breaking bread they were eating so there you go coffee and donuts is okay it's all part of it they were eating uh, and they were eating with with gladness and with sincerity or singleness of heart and so you see that this church, this early church, was together in, in true fellowship. So there's a great example. But to better understand this concept and its absolute importance, and I want to reemphasize it, its absolute importance, we, we need to consider two illustrations of the church found in the Scriptures. And there are more, but I'm just focusing on these two for the purposes of this podcast today. And the first illustration can be found all the way back in 1 Timothy chapter 3, verse 15, where the Apostle Paul's writing to a young pastor, pastoring at that time the church at Ephesus, Pastor Timothy, and, and he says this to, to Timothy, But in case I'm delayed, Paul said, I write so that you will know how to one ought to conduct himself in the household of God, which is the church of the living God. So there, uh, the church of the living God is called the household of God. Another way of putting it, I believe, would be the family of God. In order to understand this absolute important concept of fellowship, we got to understand that God sees us as a family. We are the family of God. That is all about relationship. It's about common blood. Blood is truly thicker than water, and there is a called-out assembly of believers, the Church of Jesus Christ, and we have something in common with each other that the world does not have. And that's our common relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ that makes us a part of the family, the true family of God. And we have that in common. There is relationship there. And a family that is right with each other is a beautiful thing. And there is that deep, deep, deep blood relationship. So as we consider this matter of fellowship, we've got to understand that we are a family and there is deep relationship there that is, it is inherent. It is a part of the deal. When you come to Christ, you come into relationship not only with the Lord Jesus Christ, but with fellow believers. And we can take it a step further when we look at a second illustration in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, very common scripture, very well-known scripture. And it is chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians verse 12 says, For even as the body is one and yet has many members, and all the members of the body, though they are many, are one body, so also is Christ. And then in verse 27 it says, Now you are Christ's body and individually members of it. So there's the second illustration uh, of the church. It is that we are a body. 
We are Christ's body. That, that reflects interdependence, not independence, and not just dependence, but interdependence. What do I mean by that? Well, uh, my body, your body has many different members, as, as was stated right here. Uh, we've got eyes and ears and a nose and, and fingers and arms and legs and toes and, and, and on and on it goes. And then there are those inside parts that are so very, very vital. Heart, lungs, kidneys. You get the general idea. And, and all of those, uh, if you take any of those away away from the body, cut it off from the body. It's, it is now independent, but it can't survive in independence. It has to be connected to the body to get the life-giving sustenance. Uh, all those body parts, individual, they're all different, they're all individual parts, but they're all connected and they're interdependent. They, they're depending on the life that comes to them, but also in interdependence, they, um, they give their function. So they not only depend on the body for life, but they also give to the body their function. My fingers uh, function to grab and hold on to. My nose functions to smell. My eyes function to see. And the nose cannot see and the eyes cannot smell. And, and the fingers uh, cannot make the heart beat, etc., etc. You get it. We are interdependent. And that's the way God made us. And that's what fellowship is. Fellowship is together uh, for the life of Christ. Fellowship is together to exercise our gifts for one another for the good of the rest of the body. This practically fleshes out through the one another's that are found in the New Testament, and there are many of them. Let me just refer briefly to a couple of them. One is love one another. I guess that's the the most well-known one another. Love one another. John, John chapter 13, verses 34 and 35, on the night before he died, Jesus said to the disciples, I give you a new commandment, and he told them, love one another, and he said, the world will know that you are my disciples by the love that you exhibit for one another. And, and it, it is, uh, I think, Philippians chapter 2, verses 2 through 5, really lay that out real well. It says, Make my joy complete, Paul said, by being of the same mind, maintaining the same love, united in spirit, intent on one purpose. Do nothing from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourselves. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude in yourselves, which was also in Christ Jesus. And so we have to understand that uh, true fellowship is a sacrificial giving for others. It's putting others ahead of ourselves. It's loving others in a real active way, not just an emotional thing, but it is an action, a giving. And fellowship is part of that. Uh, There are other one another's. Galatians 5.13 tells us that we are to serve one another. How very important serving one another is. Fellowship involves serving others. It is sharing in common through service. Fellowship involves, back to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, fellowship involves caring for one another. Listen to what verses 24 through 26 say. Whereas our more presentable members have no need of it, of honor, but God has so composed the body, giving more abundant honor to that member which lacked, so that there may be no division in the body, 
body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. And if one member suffers, all the members suffer with it. And if one member is honored, all the members rejoice with it. And I want to tell you what. If I <laughs> if I hit my finger with a with a, a hammer, uh, not only does the finger hurt, but the whole body just kind of uh, hurts along with it. And and fellowship involves hurting with each other, but it also involves honoring each other and rejoicing with each other over our victories. It's caring for one another. Colossians three sixteen says to let the word of Christ dwell richly in us, uh, and with all wisdom teaching and admonishing one another. There's another one. We 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 come together to to learn from each other through the word of God, not through our own opinions or our own philosophies. But let the word of God richly dwell in you, so that we can teach and admonish. Admonish means to to exhort, to, to warn, to encourage along. And, and so fellowship involves all of those things. And there are many more one another's that I don't have time to go into today, but I would encourage you to go back and listen to episodes, podcast episodes 173 through 176. I go into more detail of the one another's. Again, that's episodes 173 through 176. You can find it at our web, website sharingrealhope.org or you can uh, go to iTunes or uh, Google Play and subscribe and get all of those podcasts for free. Well, fellowship is absolutely essential. It is a non-negotiable. It has to be a part of the body of Christ. I hope that this podcast has helped you to see that more clearly today. And and uh, as we fellowship, as we share in common, uh, we are sharing our life in Christ as we do life together. I hope that you're a part of a body, a local assembly, uh, a group of people where you are literally doing your Christian life and your whole life together. It is the only way. Well, until next time and we share the next Church Essential, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.